This is Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. Show number 407, the obligatory promotion of Mike's new album. It's a mod, mod world. You want to know what the problem is? Where are the fucking choruses? All your songs, you got no choruses. Your choruses are basically just another verse. I mean, what happened to She Loves You, huh? Yeah, the song started with the chorus. There is structure. That's how you build a song.
Aloha. Aloha. Hey, it's uh, Kate from the Shingles uh, back visiting. Uh, it's been a long time since we've talked. Mm. I'm back at Crab Apple on Sea with Michael Simmons, and hey. it's not the, it's not even the summer show yet, Mike. No, no, it's the nearly summer show. It's the uh, we're going to do summer show next year, but we're doing a show. Uh, basically about you. It's not even your birthday yet. Your birthday is also next month. Yeah. But uh, we're doing a show centered around you uh, because we need content for God one. God only knows why. That seems like a really bad idea, but... You just released a new album. I did. So that's technically It's your what first solo album after many, many years of uh, being toiling in other bands. The Pop Dudes. Yeah. Sparkle Jets UK. The Shingles. Uh, <laughs> you've done, this the is your first names. solo album. No, wait, wait. Cut. Uh... <laughs> The Yorktown Lads. <laughs> the Yorktown Lads. That's when I was I was like, not thinking of. Uh, so we've got... Well, how about, I, I don't even know how to get into this. Is that... I made, The last time I made a solo album was right before Sparkle Jets. Yeah. You... I knew you at the time. Yeah. So you've yeah. heard that. And we've known each other no now for... No one else has uh, heard that. <laughs> you and I have known each other for 24 years now. So... Wow. I know, I know you pre-Sparkle Jets UK. Uh, I, I knew you when you were in a band called Virgin 7 with our friend, the late John Carrillo. That's right. Not to be a downer, uh, but John John's kind of a reason why a lot of people know of other people, so we should just thank him for that. I yeah. guess. So Holy I played in a band with him for a long time, but he would... Virgin 7, yeah. He never would... I mean, I would do songs of mine, like some of the early... Some of the songs on the first Sparkles It record were done by Virgin 7. Right. And some of those versions are even this kind of the same yeah. uh, that I'd made myself on my, on my little... Recording system or whatever, dude. Remember, remember, we were in the in crowd too. Like, yeah, that was version seven after you guys all left the band, and and then yeah, I joined, of. and it was you and Lynn. I think, I think the two guys in that band I'd already yeah. kicked out of the other band. So, yeah. boy, was that awkward. That's pretty funny. That's probably why it didn't work out. Well, you know, we I'd were, already we, I'd already fired him. We once. have we have tapes of those rehearsals that we were <laughs> awful. We were possibly your parents should have kicked us out of their garage. Yeah, uh, they probably did. No, they probably did. Anyway, so we're, here's what we're doing: is we're playing uh, a couple tracks off the new album. The thing is, is the song <clears throat> or the the album that Mike wrote is called "The First Day of the Summer," and you want to talk about why you called yeah. it that? Well. Um, I was I really had planned for years that if I ever made another solo album it was going to be called Your Mom Says Hi <laughs> which I think I still like that nice. title I've got the album cover all figured out oh, you I, I all just blocked. imagine it all in my head it's going to be wonderful yeah and I still might use that someday well, I don't, sure. maybe I shouldn't but it's I still flirt with that idea yeah no so no one steal this also there yeah my other I have another album title too I've got a lot more album titles than I have songs that's the problem <laughs> so. Um, I was working on on stuff. Uh, I'm a school teacher, so I've only got a couple weeks in the early summer where right. I have any time to think about this stuff. Really? So, uh, for the past four or five years, I think I've recorded like maybe I made like a song one day. I it was a day after school, nothing was going on. I was sitting on the couch and feeling kind of pointless. Because what happens, you know, after you've been working so hard on right. anything, you're just decompressing. Yeah, yeah. The day after, you're just kind of like, where am I? You know, coming up for air. And I was just sitting there going, what am I doing? And then I thought, I feel so pointless right now. And I just said, I'll just write a song about that. I don't know what made me do it, but I made a song and I was like, hey, I have a song. And I hadn't written a song in. I really, it had been a long time. I think I, I ended up writing something right for the the Yorktown record that was that happened. I think the year, the summer before that, right? 
so this was my first thing since then, and it had been basically a long time since I had. So made that, did maybe one other song, and then nothing happened. A year goes by. The next summer, I think I wrote another one or two. <laughs> it's the world's slowest developing solo album. Right. And <clears throat> it's... And, but it's been bugging me for like all the last year or so that I had uh, some songs. And I re- like I really want to do an actual album of my own stuff that's on vinyl. And I kind of, you know, I, I kept thinking about it and dreaming about it. And I was like, should I? Maybe I can find someone who'll do a split record with oh, me, like right, like them on one side and me on the other side, so we can split the cost, right? And both pr- promote it and kind of double dip because, it because you're a big vinyl guy and you're you're yeah. intent on putting your stuff out on vinyl. Yeah, so I was and I was writing songs that were about that specifically. I don't want to give it away, but there's a lot of like Easter egg kind of stuff on this record that's right. for vinyl dorks to get and understand. But um, I really want to do it, but I only had about half a half an album worth, and albums really don't. They're they're a lot shorter than you think compared to like the since CDs happened. Right. When you make an album now, you just kind of throw whatever you want on there, and you got plenty of time. But uh, vinyl records really should only be about eighteen minutes aside. Eighteen minutes aside compared to seventy, you could put on a standard CD. Right. Or and longer. You would think that I would be that I would have it filled up pretty fast, but even with that reality, I'm looking at it and I, go, I still only have one side. So this, last summer came, and I was looking at that, and I go, I really wish I could put this out. It'd be so nice to have songs, but I didn't have any. And a friend of mine called me, and we got together, and he was a teacher, too. And he goes, I'll come help you write songs. Cool. So he came over here for a few days, and um, basically in the span of a week, I finished another like seven or eight tracks. That's amazing. Um, and I had a, a whole album worth where I had to like figure out how am I going to make this all work. But one of the songs was interesting. I think we had, either we had just done... Our summer show that we always do, just about, which, uh, yeah. Which di- which was where we dig up. We go into like iTunes, yeah. Type in the word summer, and yeah. any song that comes up, we try to like um, use it, or, or we put in summer and sun or sunshine, etc. You know, actually, now I just I just we have run a, out of songs. I have a folder full of just like summer reference songs now. So when we do our show next month, I'm gonna have my half ready. Sweet. Like. But so so that's what always happens, and, and every time we do one of those shows, I get a little pissed that I don't have a song from my own back catalog that has to do with summer. I do have one. We might have used it once as a, an unfinished demo uh, from like the Sparkle Jet stuff from like eighteen years ago. Uh, we yeah, I remember we recorded that at the old house in your kitchen. We used oh, that gosh. song. Yeah. Well, see, no one remembers. That was I've never had anyone a... go, "Hey, you know, I really love that song of yours called uh, was... I Can't Wait for Summer." That's <laughs> yeah, a great one. That's what it was. That was the uh, the Brady Bunch Volcano episode. <laughs> Uh, that we did. Uh, that was like what? Vintage. That's when I first moved near you before you moved away. Oh, yeah. That was a good show. So that was uh, 2010, maybe, that summer. Well, so so, so uh, what happened was... <laughs> to make a long story short, yeah, which at this point is impossible. I was thinking about that, and it made me kind of mad. And I was right in the middle of that period yeah. where I was making all these songs. I was sitting here one day thinking about you coming down and my other friend coming down to Huntington where I live yeah. and how nice it is when I've got a free day it's like I'm sitting here by myself and summer's happening the rest yeah. of the world's working and being normal and I've got a day off it's kind of like why don't you take the day off come down to Huntington we'll, we'll ride bikes down to the beach and pretend we're on vacation and have a nice day and enjoy this stuff that we're blessed to be around instead of just sitting here looking at a computer all day Yeah. and so I just banged out a song in like five minutes I think I probably was riding on my bike when I thought of it. Wow. And then I wrote, and I hurried home and I turned on the recorder and like banged out some chords and some lyrics and and I basically made the song so we could use it 
in the next podcast. In the summer podcast. And, and then I ended up naming the whole album after it. So my... And that... And that first days of summer, which... First days which, of summer. Which also references those first days of summer when I actually have time to write music or work on that. Play. And here's the teases. We're not going to play it on this episode. We're saving yeah. that... For next summer. For, Damn for, right for, we are. For next month for the summer show we're going to do next month. Because unlike real radio shows, we only play stuff once and then it's f- freaking forbidden yeah. forever. It's, it's forbidden. Uh, we shall never repeat. Because, you know, everybody plays these things daily uh, and over and over. Brainwash rotation. Yeah. All right, so what we're doing here is uh, we're playing, we're going to play a couple tracks off of the album. We're going we're gonna to go into one right now, I think. We just heard some Elton John. But yeah, so we're, we're playing songs that uh, Mike picked this whole set. He... He uh, curated the entire set here. These are all songs that uh, have influenced him as an artist. And uh, see if you can hear that reflected in his music. You can. He's a very poppy guy. I had that Elton John record when I was a little tiny kid. And I didn't know what the lyrics meant. I didn't know what the word bitch was. And, and that the, was the bitch is back. Yeah, and the, the, my parents told me, it's, it's, he sang, the bridge is burned. The bridge is burned. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I used to dance around to that. So that was one of your first influences was... Very early uh, Elton John. And we're going to go into uh, the first track from your album, right? Uh, not the first track, or which, which sure. track are we going into uh, right now? Let's do... Uh, it's what's the, well, the first one's called Do Your Best to Care. That's the lead track off the album. Um, yeah, it's, it's really about like, hey, I made an album. I tried to make a good record that you'll enjoy. So do your best to listen to it and enjoy it. All right. Here we go. Uh, We'll be back right after this set of songs from Michael Simmons. more easy to sit around and watch TV 
and that was I Don't Want Control of You by Teenage Fan Club. You know what's funny is that how much that song sounds like a big star. Well, that was the idea. <laughs> I, it's just, it's it's jarring and shocking and, and so cool at the same time. It's just so... Yeah, I, 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 we should probably have played some big star. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big deal. That was happening right about the time I met you. Is right. When, when we, I discovered we met, big we met star. We 94, and uh, those... In light of all the crap that was uh, on the charts, there was a lot of good stuff happening then and about to happen. Yeah, um, and all the all the LA bands are starting to happen. Yeah, but I remember. Um, oh, there's a funny thing that's that's happening to me in a few weeks, which is kind of cool. Is as I just. Uh, I'm going to Memphis for the first time. Yeah. And uh, my dream has always been to, if I ever was anywhere near Nashville or Memphis, yeah. everybody else wants to go to, to Stax and Sun and Graceland. All I want to do is go to Ardent, where all the Big Star records were made. And, and, and a member of Big Star still works there. Right, yeah. So I called him up last week and said, okay, I'm coming to Memphis finally. Uh, do you guys have any open days? And they're like, yeah, all those days are open. So wow. I booked a session... Uh, three or four weeks from now to go record I don't know what uh, so I'm hoping that uh, maybe I'll come up with another song in the first days of summer wow uh, and I that's can, amazing I, I, I can are you that. hoping to record something original or well uh, my original thought was if I can't if I don't have anything original to do or a different version of something to do worst case scenario I'll just do a big star cover yeah. or two and that'll be that'll be worth the experience just to do that. Yeah. And if Jody's there and willing, uh, and I've asked him before, and he said he's always down. So I'm hoping he'll come out of his office and play some drums. So How I don't cool have is to. That? Yeah, that'll be awesome. So if it if it happens and it's any good, I'll uh, have something to put out, which is always good. Because uh, you're working on your next solo album, which will be out in about eight years. Yeah, yeah. Give if or I'm, take. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for that third Sparkle Jets album. By the way, Sparkle Jets albums, first two albums, only two albums have been and are still available on vinyl. You can go over to Bandcamp and order both That's of them, right. along with Mike's new album. All of this stuff is available to stream on Bandcamp. If you want to hear that summer song that we're not going to play this show, <laughs> you, can, you can hear it there. You can. But uh, we're not going to play it on this show. Uh, what did we hear before that? Uh, we heard uh, Let It Run Wild by the Beach Boys, Yeah. Um, which is one of those songs where, I mean, I think I had the Endless Summer comp yeah. when I was a real little kid, like right. on 8-track. I think that's how everyone started was the Endless Summer. Yeah, and, and I never thought too much about it except that when I later on when I and I think I had a cassette yeah of the one of the comps they made in like 1972 or 3 yeah. that had a lot of the really cool mid-period um, songs yeah. it was one of the first things they put on reprise when they were trying to bulk up the catalog all, and, all the pre-smile stuff right and I didn't yeah. even know what it was and I didn't really know what Beach Boys was I mean I didn't know the Beatles were as a kid because my parents didn't really talk about that stuff yeah um but I remember Endless Summer and with all the with all the beach songs, there's all these the ones that really stuck with me when I went back and listened to it again and I was like was like Windy and Warmth of the Sun and Girls on the Beach right. and, and Let Him Run Wild. When I heard that I was just like, Whoa, oh yeah, that What's the there's an interesting story behind Let Him Run Wild, but I forget what it is now. I well, think you've told I know it that, to me. that um, Brian specifically hated his vocals. His vocals on and that, he's, yeah. it's, that's why he re recorded it on Imagination. And did he, he have a hard time it. recording that because his dad was on his case at the time or something? I don't know. Or? He just thought the vocal was kind of thin or something. I yeah. think it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's a great song. Uh, and there's other versions of it, but uh, the, that one's awesome. And then before that, we, we heard one of my new songs, Do Your Best to Care. And that's that's the lead track off the new album. Yeah. And like you said, that's just, you know, it's a song about positivity. It's a song about 
doing your best to care, I guess, is the yeah. best way to put it. Just making songs. This this whole album's weird because it's very uh, it's very keyboard driven for some reason. I think that's because and you're a guitar guy, so that's yeah. unusual for you. Even though you've as long as I've known you, you've been able to play keys. Well, very that's well. mainly my yeah. thing since I was little. I could always do that. I didn't learn guitar till I was probably 22 or 23. Yeah. So I was piano before that, but um. Yeah, what's it, that's part of the writing for me now is I don't sit and with a guitar and on the couch like people do or right. whatever like like I used to. If I have an idea for anything at all, I just run over to the computer, I open up a blank session in my t- recording software. Yeah. And the easiest thing you to do logic is just still or yeah, logic. The easiest okay. thing to do is just pull up a piano patch in yeah. Logic and start banging out Chords. Ideas, yeah. yeah, or set up a tempo, throw in a drone track, start throwing chords in. Huh. So that ends up driving a lot of the songs at the end of the day, just because it's it's how they it's how they easily come out. That's interesting that you're it's just kind of actively by recording because that's the way you take notes, right? Kind of, but you know. I've always been that way. I, if yeah. I if I come up with an idea, it's usually I, I I'll make a demo immediately. Like a lot of people, they'll just live with songs for a while, or then maybe they'll get a cassette player out or. Voice memo or something, you know, but I do the real song right in. Like I'm writing lyrics into the note field in this in the Logic app right. as I go, and I'm putting all the production in at right at that time as as it's getting created. So I don't let it sit around. If I write a song one day, the the finished track is done before I go to bed. All right, let me call an audible here. And uh, speaking of the process of uh, you like doing a, a scratch track in your head and then putting it to a to record is uh, on on your uh, first album on the deluxe version of In Through and Beyond there's a bonus track in there where it's your initial idea when you're driving the car for She's My Fave which was a, a pretty big track from the album I had a tape recorder I think that I just like a cassette recorder that like I had an old on school my micro cassette thing yeah because I just I think I just started with Sparkle Jets and we were getting like you know, when, you, when you're first with a new band, you're starting yeah. to get revved up. I think that's one of the only songs that I wrote from scratch once that band started. Yeah. For, it's probably the only song on the album that was done after we had gotten together and started oh, wow. making the record officially. Yeah. Um, was all the rest of the stuff was for both both of us, really. Well, I think there was some other ones, like She's So Mean, we wrote together and a few things. Oh, but right, yeah. The bulk of it was stuff we had before that we brought in. But she's my favorite one where I got the idea of of just that title, like the the hook of the chorus, right? And then we got together. I got together with Susan later, and we uh, we we were Carl's Jr. eating French fries. <laughs> so that's where the idea of like, you know, she eats my fries. I make bad rhymes. Yeah, because we were writing lyrics on the up on the backside of a Carl's Jr. Uh, you know, that's tray. Yeah, you know, that's those tray liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why that happened. That's rock and roll, man. So let's hear the let's hear the cassette thing. Real All quick. right. So this is uh, mid '90s. Mike uh, writing a, a brand new song for Sparkle Jet UK from In Through and Beyond. This is his scratch track and then demo for She's My Fave. Here's my idea for a new song. Um, this is the end of the chorus, I guess, starting in with the G chord to an F and a C. She's alright. Oh yeah. Wait. Oh yeah. All right. She's my fave. She's my fave. Oh yeah. All right. She's my fave. That's all I got. Yeah. You want to do it again? Sure. This altitude's getting to me. I think I'm gonna dub on the one from the demo. Stick it onto the front of this song. 
That's a little embarrassing She's for me. She's my fave classic track, though, dude. Yeah, that's a, what that is. is not the demo. That was... Yeah. Uh, we, we had gotten a new drummer. Uh, James after, DeBoe. After we'd worked on it, we were trying to redo the songs with with him. And um, me He being, was also one of the Dynatones. That's right. Me being the jerk that I am, I think I ended up liking the old ones better most of the with, time. With you drumming, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kinda, I, I get used to things, you know. You get used to something after... That's why I like to make things one time. Right. Um, reworking it never really makes it any better for me. You lose some of the magic. Right. There's magic that happens the first time you do a harmony. Sure. Stuff like that. So what that is is us trying to to redo those al- those things. So that's like a all like a live band um, playing in the studio together right. trying to get a new drum track that we could replace the rest. So right. it's kind of like a scratch everything but drums. Um, and that's what that is. Cool. But it's kind of fun. But it's, it leads me into the next song I want to show you, okay. which was came out probably about four years before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I just it was the day I finished college. Oh wow! Um, and uh, my last day of school, I came home and my brother had left me a present on my bed. Uh huh. Was it the turd? Was this song?
Yeah. That Too many cooks in that kitchen, apparently. Uh, yeah, they all went on to greatness uh, after that. Uh, and it's a shame, because that's a really good album. It's a classic. And before that, we heard Crowded House. We'll talk about these songs. Before that, we heard Crowded House. With Kill Eye. And before that was the Urge Overkill song. Yes, Positive Bleeding. So yes. those of you, you were just saying they're uh, they're highly produced. Yeah, those are all records that when I first heard them, just kind of like blew my mind in a record production kind of way more than more than so more than a songwriting way which a lot of stuff is it's like more about songs or lyrics or whatever but those in particular the first time i heard them just i was like oh my god listen to that guitar you know listen to that bass which is interesting because you're you're a producer of no you've produced a lot of bands and a lot of uh, acts came into your crab apple west studio in fullerton where you used to live and our records were never heard again <laughs> uh, yeah, I Ken- made a lot. You've never heard any of them. But uh, Carol Kay came and played there. She the did. Legendary, I mean, some really, really nice records were made at uh, the old studio. And uh, you're still producing, but not at the Crab Apple West anymore. Yeah, it's all just happening right here in the kitchen. Crab Apple on Sea. Yes, that's right. Wherever Crab, wherever I am, Crab Apple follows. That's true. We're uh, we're beach close though. Although I I just we're beach I, adjacent. I don't know if you guys remember from last year, but we had uh, we had the fountain running, and I was just informed that the fountain's broken. Well, it's it's unplugged, really. It's uh, un- it, it might work. <laughs> I don't know. Unpl- we, you know, we yeah. unplugged the fountain uh, to put in Christmas lights. Yeah, and, and so then, that was in November, yeah. December. I've really been busy. Yeah. Uh, so, but but I'm. It's on my list of stuff to. Uh, okay, we're recording. Work uh, on. Well, wait, wait. Uh, so you were saying you're going to be in Memphis on your birthday? Yes. So when you when are we going to record the sh- uh, summer show? July probably then. Anytime Likely. you want. We last year we did that. We did the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, we should probably so, like go to the mountains and do one. Or, oh, up to the cabin. Or something like that. That'd be right. fun. I'm hoping to get a trip in before before I have to go to Nashville and stuff. Nice. Hey, before we get into this, uh, the next set of songs here, let's talk about what we're drinking. Oh, uh, hey, baby. Yeah. This is a fine Mai Tai that we you made, have created here. Yeah, well, you had uh, Austin Greenings. I, I, I broke out the uh, Cointreau instead of a regular triple sec. I used your Clement. I Ooh. used... Uh, I used What was the other rum I used? It was a really good one. There's a... Um, the, well... There was some stuff from uh, that my parents brought me back from Virgin Islands, which is what you should have put in there. Really? I think so. Isn't that one of the... No, maybe not. There's some drink I used to have to make that had to have Virgin Islands rum, so... Yeah. I used to hold on to that just for that purpose. For that, I know people really care, but we had coconuts that I really, really screwed up because of your fucking uh, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville blender a debacle. Yeah. <laughs> so we lost a bunch of rum, uh, lime it's, juice. It's somewhere around... I'll uh, be. I'm sure that I'll be. My shoes will be sticking to the floor for the next. Few yeah, weeks. and I know. I know you just cleaned the, the house uh, in anticipation of, of having company. Uh, but it was just it me. You know, I'm just you know, rock and roll is very dirty business. Yeah. Well, it pretty much is. So we're working on my ties now that are perfect because we went. Uh, we went and got fresh limes and mint. And uh, just to reiterate what uh, what Mike and I said last year during the summer, uh, we make proper mai tais uh, here at Crab Apple on Sea. Which means they don't have pineapple juice. They're not orange. Or orange. Or juice. pink. Or red. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Only lime juice. That's the only they are yellow drinks with ice. Yeah, they're brownish, yellowish, dumpster juice looking things. Yeah. And that's the way a Mai Tai should look. That's right. Um, if you have any doubts about that, just look up a Trader Vic's Mai Tai. Um, it's the only. It's, it's, it's religion, pretty much. It's the only way you're supposed to drink these things. Yeah, because even the, even the regular Mai Tai, it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like my favorite thing. But a... But anything other than a real Mai Tai is really just nasty. You know what? The, the way Why these are, these are good summer drinks. I know it's not summer yet. We were overcast all day today here at uh, Huntington Beach. But 
Yeah, these. Uh, plus, we had beer today again. We went, to, we went to Four Sons. Yeah, had some a little bit of beer. Uh, some pretty uh, some traditions pretty, are important. Some pretty good food. And all right, that's our report for the day. So we're gonna we're gonna get back to the rock and roll that influenced Mr. Michael Simmons. Mike, yeah. what's next? Well, I picked a, I picked hundreds of things, and of course we you can't did. get to all of them. And I know. Most of my favorite songs are pretty weepy, sleepy. <laughs> Why is that? You know, you like you know, surfs up or well, is it, is it just the minor chords that 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 stir the strings of your soul? Or I think at the end it? of the day, the ones that really resonate are usually pretty. They've yeah, they've usually got some pretty deep. Uh, melodic things going on they and a lot, black of, key stuff and a lot of on. pretty mm. things happening and, yeah. and the rock stuff is important I think you need that that's what gets you to the party yeah so even on my new record that's most of it's pretty upbeat but there's um, there's a song at the end that's probably you know it's probably arguably the best track on there that's just it's at the end and it's there for a reason so I know the people that have really bothered to listen uh, more than plus, just, it, plus st- it refers to the record going to yeah, the center yeah, of the spiral to that's a secret okay sorry yeah that's that's an easter egg man come on um yeah, yeah. but it's 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 awesome and uh i was pretty proud of that but it's not not it, it take it's like a, a lot of people you know, we're all busy and we don't i buy records daily almost and i never listen to anything <laughs> literally you bought some today on the way yeah from, i buy them constantly beer, it's yeah. like a weird problem i have but i don't listen to anything um actually you do you listen to music almost 24 7 I don't. But well, I'm I'm well, I'm doing other things where I have to edit yeah. and and uh, recording and doing videos. So I'm I'm always needing my ears. So I don't have background music in my life really. Yeah, you anymore. can't when you're editing. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's 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 hard to really get to know a record and live with it long enough for those slower mid tempo y you know. The, those things to really grab you and they're the ones that really last and there's been a few people that have noticed that song on the album and said that that was really like they really liked that but that's because they lived with it right um, so I'm hoping that eventually people will come into that but steering away from that I'm kind of <laughs> trying to focus on some more up-tempo songs and I've got one queued up here that's really not a well-known song it's by one of our contemporaries in the pop scene yeah um it, from the late 90s when we right. just finally found the ipo crowd and this is uh, a really great song by a really nice guy named adam daniel that was on one of those comps it's called battle song
XTC with that wave from the album Non Such, late 90s recording there. It's it's the red album. Yeah, the one with the red building on yeah. the, the gold. Yeah. Hey, Mike, um, you're listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World here on the Suave Mod Modcasting Network or whatever. Hey, you can uh, you can go over to MrSuave.com, spell it to Mr. You don't want to abbreviate that. Trust me. We've talked about this. You go over to the homepage, or if, like your little sister, you have a Facebook account, you can go over to the facebook.com slash modmodworld homepage to see what Rob's been posting. He posts videos. He posts uh, uh, pictures. He posts fan fiction of the Golden Girls. Um, it's amazing what he does. Uh, you know, speaking of Memphis, Rob's uh, he's in Tennessee right now for a wedding. Why do we always say, hey, go to this site to hear this thing? It's like, but wait, they already did that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hearing no, this. No, pe- people, uh, people subscribe through uh, iTunes often. Yeah. So so you're just saying come to the website or the other, these other links because there's more rad, awesome content that's no, not no, on no, iTunes? It's, no, it's stuff that Rob's put up. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, no, uh, Rob's always putting up articles and uh, stuff that's mod related and stuff that, that goes hand in hand with the show. Uh, he works really hard at it. It's a uh, it's a good thing. Mr. Suave, well, we miss him. Uh, he and I are doing a show together pretty soon, too. You um, actually play mod music on that one. He does. Yeah. Whenever uh, I do this, it's, it's nothing but a bunch of harmonies and. Yeah, I, and me, I, like I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm good for Halloween and doing the summer show with you and uh, Christmas drunk fest with Rob, and uh, yeah, I, I, I owe a, a solid mod show, and maybe I'll do one one day. Uh, today's not that day. Well, though. you are the mod father after all. <sighs> yeah, I am the mod father at uh, on Facebook. Uh, well, that last whole set of songs were the reason I kind of picked those out is um, one of the big things that matters to me is melody. Absolutely. Um, and those were all songs, even though they don't seem to go together at all. Uh, the reason I like them is because of the just the way the melodies work. Right. Um, they really freak me out. Um, even though, like, you've got one song that's this big rock song, then you've got the little sweet Gilbert Sullivan doing Claire. Such a good song. And then you've got XTC really being really weird. Yeah. But that's like if, if Paul McCartney took acid, <laughs> uh, you would get that wave. Um but we're getting, getting to the. Uh, we've just hit the one hour mark on our yeah. our show here. Yeah. So um, we've got a couple more things to share. Actually, right. I've got I've got dozens, but let's yeah. just cut it down to a couple. Right. Uh, so we're going to play one more track off of the new album. Can I see the, that? the last days of summer? By the way, if you go if you go to my if you want this thing, and, and you know you do, um, I did a I worked really hard to make this. Like it's really physically cool. awesome it's in its beautiful. own right. You yeah. haven't even seen it open yet. Yeah. Ken's seeing it for the first time. Right. Um, but the wax inside here, uh, I think it's just a, an air. Uh, maybe I ordered it this way. I don't know. But it's 200 gram. Wow. It's freaking thick. It's it when you pull it out of there. It's like oh my god, wow. So it's, tell it's, tell people what they get when they open it. Cream sickle orange. Um, the vinyl is cream sickle yes. orange. Nice. It's really well pressed. They did an awesome job. It's right. really cut well. It's nice and loud. It sounds clean. It doesn't distort or nothing. It sounds exactly like my master. Now, that's not to say that it sounds great. It sounds as good as I can make it sound, but they did a great job is what I'm trying to tell you. This was pressed in the Czech Republic, um, <laughs> which is actually a yeah. good place to do yeah. that. Um, and I had the really fancy um, 60s style you know, tip-on sleeve done where they, right. where they wrap this with a piece of 
sticky stuff over yeah, a, like a fold over like an old thing. 60s record yeah. and it looks like an old 60s record it's yeah. gigantic it's a quarter inch bigger all the way around than a regular album. I don't know why. Is it really? Yeah, it's kind of it, it sticks out. But but tell tell folks what they get when they what you get is um well you get the record inside and the lyrics are on the back and you open it up and there's a CD of the record inside yeah. in a little miniature uh, LP sleeve. Right. And on there is a download code. Um, so you can download it. Too. So you covered all your bases. Yeah, you get all three if that's what you want. So, because I, I really didn't, I wanted people to get a record, and I know that a lot of folks are like, I don't have, but I don't have a record player. Yeah. Um, so that way they could, even if they are not going to play this vinyl, they can hold it, they can look at it, they can have the same experience other than just actually putting it on right. and playing it. So any way, any format that they need is covered and I tried to I'm just selling them for cost yeah just because I want people to have it so and I also need to get it out of my house <laughs> you but, do have quite a few of them and it's yes. on Bandcamp uh, Michael Simmons uh, it's bandcamp.com slash Michael Simmons I think or or something uh, maybe we'll put a link up yeah uh, we'll put a link notes. up just, yeah. just it, you can google yeah it's it you're grown ups find it it's fine and I've also got all those Sparkle Jets records uh, the right. vinyl and the CDs and I've got the Yorktown Lads is there everything's there um, so one day we're, 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 we're going to put up the uh, the in crowd uh, sessions. Yeah, yeah you really don't want. Them. They are the worst things. It's ever. so bad. You, you thought that other stuff was bad. Um, let's see. What should we play off this? Oh, you know what? What? Let's play. Let's play Fuzzy Green Hats. You heard that one? Yeah, I've heard the whole album. That's a fun, fun song. Very keyboardy. You that gave- was one I dreamed. I, I I had a dream. Oh, you told me this. Yeah. Uh, about this friend of mine. That's a you know, a, a semi-well-known artist at this point. And uh, in the dream, which I said, like, hey, let's write a song together, I think. It's a little... I don't really remember it all. But I do... He was wearing a green hat, like a fuzzy green fur hat. Yeah. We were, like, in an elevator, and we had this conversation. <laughs> so I rolled out of bed, and I had these chords, and I just banged them into my piano, and I was like, okay. And I think I didn't even put any clothes on. I just ran over my computer, <laughs> turned on a new recording... Banged out those same chords. Wow. And a vocal that I just turned on my microphone and I'm morning voice. I'm like, there's a take to the mango. And so I made up. So it was a Bob Dylan song, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so I made up the lyrics and I kind of sang it in the style of this friend of mine. Yeah. And all it was was that first couple lines. Um, the first, you know, eight bars or whatever with the with the little keyboard thing. And I made that whole thing right there uh, the morning that it came, right as I woke up from the dream. And then I made an MP3 of it, and I sent it to this guy that was in the dream. And I go, hey, I came up with the song. I dreamt about you. I came up with the song idea. Not to be creepy or anything, but I dreamt not to about be creepy you. And then I wrote a song about it. And but I said, hey, I'm not stalking you at all. <laughs> and I said, hey, uh, you know, if you want to help me finish this, that would be cool. I think the universe wants us to make something of this. Or if you do, would just like to come over and spoon. He lives really far away, so it works out. Okay, sure. It's not too creepy. I'm sorry. And uh, and he actually wrote me back and goes, wow, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'm really busy right now, and I have to figure out how to use my computer. And Because he goes, what program are you using? We're using the same one. He's all, do you use AOL? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Pretty much it's yeah. that's the situation. Yeah. So uh, it sat just like that, just as a couple lines uh, as a demo for a year or two. And then when I went through my little purge and decided to write a, a, a whole album or the songs... I resurrected that thing, and I just I said, well, I'll just finish it myself. So I made the rest of the lyrics are about the dream and calling that guy and talk to him on Facebook and, and talking about writing the song. And, and at the same time, you wish not to reveal who this person was. It doesn't matter. 
Um, it's more fun. <laughs> but it's, it's more fun for people to try to guess, because I totally yeah. did it in his style of music. There's a lot of references to him artistically in it, and I, try, I kind of aped his vocal style. Yeah. I brought in one of the backing vocalists from his band wow. to sing back up on it. Yeah. Um, she's also a vocalist on one of my bands, so there's a bunch of clues. Um, so it was just kind of fun. It is a fun song, so let, we'll let the people hear that. And then um, to round it out, um, I thought I was going to play a, a Zombies track that I really like from Odyssey and Oracle. I thought it was a good way to end the show. Yeah, so uh, what I'm going to do is play you guys a rarely heard, uh, unreleased Sparkle Jets UK version of that song that was I, w- I anticipated would be the lead-off track from our third album that right. never got made. It will someday. Because my whole thing at the time was I was very positive and thinking, yeah. we're going... Really? This you were positive? Th- yes. It happens on When I knew you? And I thought, you know, we, we're going to have a new record out. Everyone's paying attention to us right now. Right. You, really- you, guys, you guys were on a label. Yeah, it'll be like a big thing. So yeah. I go, this is going to be our big year. And I, I said, let's also record a version of this will be our year. From the zombies. But with like with the big... But our sound of our band, so big and loud and stupid. Um, but then we never really finished the album, so boo. But anyway, you get to hear it. At but the end of the thank show. God your positivity hasn't waned whatsoever. So, <laughs> hey man, it's a blessing. I'm pretty upbeat. Come hey on. Mike, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be back next, uh, maybe the end of the next month or July when you get back from Memphis. Some summery stuff. For do that, uh, and we're gonna play that summer song off this album. Yeah, we might even lead out, lead off with it. Shoot, who knows? Uh, Anything's possible. So, uh, hey, thank you guys for listening. We yes. appreciate you uh, putting up with us. Yeah, who knows? There, there should be a couple good songs in there. So, A couple good ones, sure. Like, like when I listen to these shows, I just listen to me talking because of ego. Yeah. And I skip all the tunes, but yeah. the rest of the world, yeah. they listen to the cool tunes and skip us. Yeah. So let's hope that's how it works. All right, enjoy the cool tunes. Uh, this has been Michael Simmons, a man and his music. This is Fuzzy Green Hat. Fuzzy Green Hat. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thank you. See you guys uh, in the summer. Party. Yeah.
Took a long time